Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 29, is the finale in fact. If you can even use that word here, it's, it feels kind of weird when they're all standalone episodes, but it's the final episode of the season. It is called Operation Annihilate. Full spoilers for the episode as always. So, um, we end the season on what I will call a middle of the road episode that has some good moments, has some fun ideas in there but also has some other elements that don't work as well. I think the character stuff is what works the best in this episode. Mm. Which, which often is. It, it's just true. Uh, and then you have some of the most... I don't want to say lazy, but some of the most like sort of simple and silly monster designs that Basic. I think we've had. Ba- it was basically a fried egg. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But the different colours. That that was basically the, the thing uh, they, were, they were dealing with. Um... So, so what is Operation Annihilate? What's the plot of the episode? So, they're going to this planet uh, that happens to be where um, Kirk's brother and his family live. So, you know, Kirk's uh, sister, uh, sister-in-law, his nephew, the little family, all live on this planet. Um, and there's some creepy stuff on the way there. This ship basically goes close to the sun to, like, basically commit suicide, seemingly. That's what it looks yeah. like at first. Uh, the Enterprise try, tries to chase them. It doesn't quite get... Uh, obviously, it starts to get too hot. That ship just gets destroyed. They turn back, obviously. They go to the planet and see, okay, what the hell's going on? What, what's happening? And they go down. Um, and everyone is mysteriously not on the streets. Everyone's hiding in inside the buildings. And they eventually come across some people who attack them. But as they're attacking them, shout out loud, please, we don't want to hurt you go away. <laughs> so, as, as Spock points out, their actions and their words don't quite match up. It's like they're warning them, no, go away, as if they're not in control. It obviously, is cl- yeah. clearly implication. Um, and they, they encounter, of course, uh, his brother's already dead. His, his wife, his brother's wife is dying. The son is sick with whatever's going on. And quite quickly, it's like, okay, there's some sort of virus, there's some sort of thing going on. Uh, and eventually, the crew find these fried egg alien things, which later on it turns out are all parts of a brain. They're all, they're all like, they're one like brain there of each is the yes. is the idea. Um, and uh, this is I actually kind of appreciated how big the sets were on the planet. Like it felt like oh no, we're actually kind of between buildings and there's a street. They actually found a place. Yeah, no, you're right. Like like when they get attacked at the underpass, it's yeah. like oh there's there's space. It feels real. It felt yeah, it felt like civilization. There were some science fictiony things put behind like a gate to make it look more futuristic but it was you know it was like a real place somewhere yeah it felt like oh this is this is actually a society yeah um other than the fact of course that we see almost i mean obviously it's in the plot that they're all hiding because these things as it turns out later are scared of light they're light sensitive so they're all hiding inside um but it feels a little bit convenient because oh it means we don't have to show a lot of extras they're all hiding they're all hiding in the buildings it's fine um but the moment for me where so as much as I appreciate all that stuff, and I feel like, oh yeah, they got a good location and all that, I did think it was extremely odd, and possibly very cheap, that the only time we ever actually see these fried egg aliens is in this same room that's got like a little little sort of archway, and the, the, the aliens are stuck to the archway. Because even mm. later on in the episode when they come back down, or when Spock comes back down later on, and it's just, they're still the same place. It's, it's where they breed. And it just kind of felt like, well, this is the one look. The entire planet's apparently been taken over by these things, but no, this is the one location. It's uh, it's it's got some shade. Light's not hitting them in there. It's the only place that's got shade in it, is it? On exactly. The yeah. So yep. is that 
okay. the only one. Okay. Um, so basically when they find these things, Spock gets infected by whatever it is, uh, attaches onto his back for a little bit, then it leaves, but it's implanted something. So a little, little bit of alien, you know, facehuggery-esque thing going on there, which is a weird thing to reference, of course, because that didn't exist yet, but kind of like that, a little bit of Invasion of the Body Snatchers-esque-ish. Yeah. Um, and basically the idea is that this thing takes over, takes control, uh, causes immense pain to force the, the body to do what it wants, uh, and it's left all these things in their spinal column, and there's no way to take them off. Uh, you know, McCoy's doing all these tests, trying to figure it out, and nothing seems to kill it, nothing seems to separate it. Nothing, even stuff that would kill the host still wouldn't kill the, the we'll call it parasite, inside the body. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the episode is sort of trying to figure this out, and Kirk throughout the episode gets more agitated. He's clearly more concerned on a personal level than usually because he's, he's you know, his brother's family is dying. There's like one of them left, the nephew's left, and he's dying. Yeah, this this bothers me a little bit because it feels really cheap and throwaway to just go, oh, it's his brother, you know, it's his family. Just to it, it seems like a a cheap way to make us care. And even yeah. as McCoy points out to him, it's like, yeah, but there's a whole planet full of people you should be worried about. You know, and he's just focused on his family, and I don't know, wasn't wasn't really working for me. It's fair that it's not working, but I, th- I think what you just said there's why they did it. It wasn't so much that oh, it's so we'll care. I think it's more for the okay, we want Kirk to go through a specific set of like you know a conflict. Um, yeah, it makes it personal to him because obviously later on in the episode when they're talking about it on the ship, and they say that look, if we can't solve this, if we can't like kill this this uh, parasite in the body we have to destroy the civilization. We have to destroy the planet. We have to kill everyone down there so it doesn't spread to elsewhere. And I'm guessing there then it's like, for Kirk, there's like a personal thing there. I I guess it's just the idea of, this is a a symptom of its time, but Mm. this brother that we'd never heard about before and now is dead and it's just like, like, just this this family pops up out of nowhere and we're supposed to care. Oh, sure. Like, it would, absolutely would help if we'd heard about them before. I've not even seen them, just heard about them. Like, oh, I've got, I've got a brother uh, yeah. doing stuff over here or whatever. It's, it's, honestly, I say it's a product of his time. It's something that we've still seen happen now that we complain about. Yeah. But, um, it didn't bother me too much. I, I, I mean, I agree that it's, it's just like it's not, you know, it's just thrown in here. In this it, it just, I don't feel it really adds anything because I, I think it, it gets brought up and mentioned, like, like I said, when McCoy Brent does that, but it never really goes with it. It never really follows that arc for Kirk. It just kind of falls by the wayside a lot for me. Maybe it doesn't follow the arc. It does definitely affect him earlier on because there's a time, there's a scene where he snaps at Ahura when she can't get through mm. on the comms. Um, I think this is actually before anything even is, he knows what's going on. This is just when they're up in the ship and they're trying to contact him and they can't get through. And yeah. he's concerned because his family's down there and he doesn't know what's happening to them. Um, but that, that was effective to me because I don't think we'd ever heard him snap quite like that. No, I, like, I think it was all right early on in the episode, like you say, but the, the further on it got, it just sort of forgot about it. Because for me, once the episode got going, though, it, it definitely flipped into more of a, a Spock-centric yeah, episode it, because Spock gets infected... And he initially it takes over him. He breaks out the med bay and he goes up to the you know the bridge and he tries to like take over things. And then they they calm him down. And then eventually Spock's like, okay, I'm fighting it back because I'm half Vulcan. I can fight this pain. Pain's all in your head. I can fight this. And at first I actually thought it was this was a ploy. He was just trying to convince them that it was okay so that he could go back to whatever he was trying to do when he was, you know, being controlled. Uh, but no, as it goes on, it turns out, no, he is actually genuinely fighting it and he's genuinely trying to help and 
figure out what to do and they sort they come up with different plans do these different things there's a lot of debating going on again do we kill all these people and Kirk obviously doesn't want to no one wants to uh, yeah. but it's a, a very real possibility um, really I sort of think has its best moments because like I say the actual threat is kind of goofy feels a little bit you know hit or miss uh, like you say the family drama stuff has its moments but again hit and miss uh, it's later on in the episode when they basically realise okay uh, Kirk's insistent that there has to be another answer we've tried everything we've tried heat because they know that the sun killed it like that ship that went there like whatever happened the person who was on that ship got free from the thing just before yeah. he died they know that and he insists we need to find something we need to find what it, what it is and I actually guessed what it was because like, I mean I, I I'd seen this a couple of years ago but like, I'd, I'd forgotten like I didn't remember it but it was just as he was talking there has to be something else I'm like well the light you're talking about heat you've tried heat tried radiation try light Makes sense, doesn't it? Especially since they're all hiding in buildings down down on the planet. Like, it makes sense that it does. Maybe like, um, it, it, you know, it gets the the creative juices flowing, and the and McCoy breaks out these fancy goggles. Uh, Do you know what, I, what was cracking me up about these goggles? You could see the rubber band to put it around the head on the inside of the the goggles, mm-hmm. but they just weren't putting them on. They were just holding them up. I never noticed that, but I was actually a bit of crack a joke that it's kind of weird that this futuristic set of goggles doesn't have any sort of way of attaching it to your to your head, because yeah. I mean I think that's the implication. I mean, as much as you could you could see it, I can see it. You're not meant to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, really? You just might hold it, like you know, all, all these so, years. Yeah. Of... What, what? Now you've got one hand, like <laughs> you know, rubber band worked fine for decades, centuries even by this point. That, that is true, <laughs> um, but yeah. So they're, they're basically they're trying these different things. They're, they're testing on it, and eventually they, they, they do kill one of the the fried eggs, yeah. and uh, and they're like, okay, Spock, you can go in there. But the problem is though, is that if this works in you, we can't just give goggles to everyone on the planet. So we have to get it to work without the goggles. So Spock's like, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's let's just go in. Let's do it. And sure enough, they fire the light at it. Or at him, and he comes out and he's blind, but he is cured. Yeah, and it's this, it's this weightful, and obviously Spock being Spock is not being emotional about the whole thing. He's he's just kind of like, no matter of fact, though, this is this is we've solved it. Um, you know, I, this this was one of those moments where I I didn't remember anything about this episode. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's particularly memorable, but the the moment where he walks out and you know he walks in something, he goes, oh, I'm also quite blind. Yeah, it's it's his delivery of that line. I it was stuck in my head. So before he says it, I know I know exactly how he's going to say it. Yeah, um, honestly, my favorite moment or my favorite sort of section of this episode is so after this, the the nurse or whatever comes in and says, "Oh, it's not actually all the light. It's just the one specific kind. You didn't have to actually blind them." Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's this guilt on McCoy's face, and then there's also almost this uh, this anger from Kirk, like Kirk. Even he's though like, he doesn't yeah, want why, to, why didn't you think of this? Yeah, he's like, he's like blaming him. He's like he's you know he's almost being the, the harsh captain and looking down on his crew and saying, "You should have thought of that. You should have had yeah. that idea in your head." Um, and there's this genuine tension between Kirk and McCoy, and McCoy doesn't even fight back because he looks he he looks so guilty. And, yeah, he's the same. He's like, I should have thought of that. Yeah, and Spock's like, no, no, we, I agree to this. We both, like, he, he, he hadn't been purely... Because Spock as well probably should have thought of this. Yeah, he, he's a smart man. Yeah, he he, he, he has the the knowledge to think of these things. And 
for me, this entire thing was where the episode got interesting because it was like, okay, we're exploring something new with these this trio, our core trio that we always come back to. We've not really seen them have this legitimate reason to feel this guilty about something they've done to the other. And it, it really, especially since it's McCoy and it's him failing as a doctor, that like he didn't quite, you know, he did he made the wrong choice, even if Spock did, did agree to it. Um, now, obviously, it is kind of brushed away really quickly because after they, you know, they, they cure the planet, everything's happy, fixed, you know, Kirk's still sitting there. And McCoy comes back, and to be fair, like, Kirk, now that the time has passed, he's, he's dealt with the problem, he does actually say to McCoy, like, it's not your fault. And I'm glad he said that. I'm glad that there was, like, a sort of. Yeah. Uh, so rebonding, you know, uh, getting over the issues before the reveal that oh no, it's okay, Spock's okay. Yeah, I think it needed that because if it come after, it'll be like oh well, problem's over, so it's yeah. fine. It would have felt like I get a jail free card, and even though it still kind of is because they weren't going to keep Spock blind. But for Kirk's character, it would have felt a little bit sour if he blamed McCoy and then never forgave him. But he, he did. Yeah. He said it's not your fault. Like I, I was being rash. I was being angry. Uh, and I think Kirk understood that throughout this whole situation he was not really being captainly shall i say yes he, he was you know letting his emotions sort of get the better of him he was he was getting agitated so on um you know at least there's some fun humor at the end where uh you know spock cracks some jokes about how the first thing he saw when he opened his eyes was mccoy leaning over him and mccoy's yeah. cracking a joke about how well I, I can't fix it if you can't see true beauty when you you know when you see it so yeah um uh, I mean, I, I do wish that we'd had more time with Spock blind. Like, I think if it had happened a bit earlier in the episode, I think there was potential for that to really be explored. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it was, a, a lot of it was dealt with finding out what's going on, and then like finding these alien creatures, uh, and maybe a little bit too much time caring about this nephew that we don't really know. Uh, and as much as I did like the location when they went down, when it, it did feel like there was a lot of time spent wandering around down there. Yeah, um, and I, I like that in theory. Like, I think the mystery of what's happening would be cool if it was actually more of a mystery. But once they find the egg things, it's like okay, we get exactly what's going on. That's it. And then from then, there's still a lot of time where it's just a you know, it's a typical episode. Like, yeah, I, I think see, see if see if they didn't see if it didn't go down that path. Had it been had the whole thing been a mystery where they're on the planet and they're trying to find people and find why they're hiding. If the whole thing had been that like that, that would have been cool. Yeah, but definitely. But instead, it it shifted gears. So because it shifted gears, it feels like they spent too much time doing it in the first place. Uh, so yeah, if you, it was kind of a point like if you're just going to reveal it now this soon anyway, why yeah. why are we bothering? So no, so it's, it's a mixed bag. It's not. It's definitely not the worst of the season by any means. Uh, there's a lot of quality things in here to enjoy, um, but it's also not the best. It's, it's, I'd say it's firmly in the middle of the of the pack. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it, it is right there, isn't it? Especially since we just had two pretty great episodes back to back. Yeah. So that's where we are. So there you go. That's uh that is the the final episode of season one of Star Trek: The Original Series. Uh, we will do a season wrap up video, which will not count as next week's you know Star Trek episode. We'll do that as an extra in between before we get to season two's episode. Um, where we're just going to pick some favorites, pick some worst, that kind of thing, and maybe just talk about the season as a whole a little bit. Uh, and just reflect, just just reflect. Um, but yeah, so that that is that is us. That, that is uh, the season finale, if you want to call it that. Um, so let us know what you think of Operation Annihilate in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com dot slash mailfuzz tv. 
one of the perks over there if you do sign up is you uh, get these Star Trek reviews a week early so that's that's pretty fun um, but otherwise guys that is us so thank you very much once again for watching keep watching TV and we'll see you next time <laughs>